Why am I doing this? Because you love me. Alright, come on then. <laughs> Welcome to the Transatlantic Rants, episode 27. I'm Fraser over in Canada, and I'm joined by the wonderful, super-duper Jeremy in England. Do Just for of all our, our listeners out there, right? this is now the second time that we're having to do this, because Fraser didn't push record on the first time, and so I, was, I did this, Merry Christmas, everybody! Kind of like, you know, Jimmy... Jimmy... Jimmy Stewart impression and stuff like that and I, and, I, and I had a little rant in there that I thought was a little gold nugget and I I'll tell you what I'm going to have to apologise to you guys again this is the second apology so the first apology was quite dropping and this would be kind of less apology, apologetic because well <laughs> but I just wanted to say like last week's rant for those hardcore listeners all three of you um, it, it kind of burnt out and I was describing how it was a little bit like an old man and his wife, you know, and they just have sex once a year, and he's kind of like on there, and he's sort of trying to get things going, and it starts off enthusiastic, and he's kind of, yeah, he's happy, and he's, you know, and then he's kind of like looks down at this wrinkled old kind of like bag, and he looks at himself, and he's, he's got bigger nipples and longer boobs than, the, than she has, and he kind of thinks, oh, God, oh, God, and, and he's, try, he's carrying on and carrying on, and, he's, and, and it's just not happening. And that's how I kind of felt like our rant went. Our rant sort of started off, you know, a bit like a lion and just ended up like Tigger, kind of bouncing around, not really too sure what it was doing. So Yeah, rant, rant 26, we came not prepared, but that was okay. We winged it. 27, we came not prepared. We didn't wing that one there very well. No. I'm taking full responsibility for 27, if that makes you feel any better. This one? 26. 26, 26. Sorry. Yeah, 26. You told me off this week, anyway. I did. Well, I, I want the listeners to know that we value your listening. We, we value you probably sending money at some point. Um, but what we really value is the fact that you do actually listen in. So we want to honour that and not take it for granted, not to kind of like, let's, let's just build ourselves up a Chris Evans kind of like deal where he sort of like just, I don't even get paid for doing this one. You're grovelling. You're grovelling too much now. No, I, well, I, I feel bad for them because they were sticking with us and they probably got to the second arm and thought, I'm not going to listen again. And then another little rant comes up and thinks, oh, I'll give them another go. Give us another go. And what we're going to be is we're going to be Rocco Sifredi. Come on, you secretly know who he is. Um, we're going to be enthusiastic lovemakers all the way through. We're going to bring in our little ranting pots into the garden of ranty and they're going to be nice and flourished. And I've told Fraser off, because I said, you can't just come in with a little couple of weeds, right, and expect me to come in with a big bush. Remember some of the girls that you went out with, and they had those big, big bushes, and you kind of were in that intrepidation, and it just started really from, like, the navel all the way down, and then you realise that she had some around the thigh area as well. I, I bring that kind of big bush. Fraser's been told that he needs to bring a bigger bush. Yeah, well, I'll tell you what, your number one fan tweeted about you the other day. John Mouse. 
he I said like he, it. he John Mouse gave us a tweet said he loves the impressions and Jeremy's ranting voice <coughs> did he really yeah John, John Mouse likes you I like you John <laughs> I like your name I like your name more there's a mouse no. Yeah, and actually, while we're on it, we also I'll give us a quick shout out because we had some iTunes reviews as well. Um, so in the UK iTunes site, we had a review from Drunk Rogue. Thank you very much. We had a review on iTunes USA from somebody called Take Me Home. Uh, oh, that was the Take Me Home podcast. They gave us a review. Uh, and in Australia, we had a review from the Low Aims podcast. So we're going quite worldwide there, mate. God, it's global stuff. Yeah, it is, isn't it? It's all right, right that. That's international. Yeah. Aren't we all right. international? We are. We are. Of course we are. Yeah, I know. Talk, I'm talking... Cr- yeah. Cool. All right. Uh, so how have you been? Everything all right? Have you got anything to report for your last two weeks? I'm going to have to get yeah. a fence, <laughs> a, a, a gate, and I've kind of been looking on, um, on online to get various different ideas. And if you look up how to build a gate, on online, yeah, very I'll get right on that. Incredibly professional <laughs> kind of like sort of setup. Some American hick who you're sort of taken down, like one of those you're taken down his alley, and and it's this junkyard and it's it's horrendous. And then he's going, I'm just looking at this gate and I think I'm going to have to repair it. And I'm thinking, yeah, mate, the thing isn't even on. Where is it? There's no, there's there's nothing there. So, um. He then instructs you how to make something that's literally going to maim children. So I've kind of decided that I'm just going to do it. And then I said to the wife, I said, I'm going to, I'm going to build a gate because we got a quote in. This was last week and it was like 700 quid. I thought I did that man thing. I said, oh, I'm going to do it myself. So um, I've been looking, I've done this research. And then I said again to the wife this morning, I said, oh, I'm, going to, I'm, going to, I'm going to build the gate. There's this long silence. She goes, you sure? Should we just get someone in to do it? I said, no, I'm going to build the gate. And I went, as, and in a man's thing, as soon as one sort of says, oh, I don't really think you should do that kind of thing, there's just, just this little, like, I don't know if, you, if it... Well, if, she's questioning your manhood. Yeah, man. man. She's saying, I don't think you're going to do as good a job as if we were to get someone in. Do you know, after... And she's been, and tell you what, don't tell your wife I told this, but she's frivolously spending your money. Maybe I shouldn't say that. <laughs> Oh, I learned that lesson a long time ago. As soon as you get that wedding band on, that's it. It's Your gone. It just literally just goes down. You know, anyway, so we, we had a kind of like the English discussion, you know, where if you were in Germany, they would just come out with a point straight away. But in England society, you have to have a little light discussion. Well, what would you mean? Well, you know, I can, I can build the gate. I've looked at some plans. Yeah, but, you know, you, 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 why don't we just get it? It'd be just easier. You don't have to go through the stress of doing it, blah, blah, blah. And I said, oh, I can do the gate. Let me do the gate. And then there was this bigger sort of dramatic science. She goes, I just want it to look nice. <laughs> there we go. And I, and I you could just have th- cut out five minutes of conversation just by telling you that at the start. Exactly. So I've I, I come to the decision that I'm going to be making this gate, and I'm even I'm going to I'm going to pre. So you've com- so you've completely taken a car and board, ignored it, swept it under the carpet. Yeah, because I'm going to do it, mate. I'm going to make it the nicest gate. It's going to be a ridiculous gate. It's going to be kind of like the gates that open up the gardens of Babylon. It's going to be this, you know, <laughs> this, this wonderful kind of overly elaborate, over-engineered gate because she said that she didn't think I'd make it look very nice. 
So that's you want to start uh, start fishing around and finding wrought iron bending machines, so you can just create this elaborate gold leafed <laughs> Tim Burton <laughs> gothic esque kind of like structure with gargoyles looking down from it, roses <laughs> draped around all around it. And I go, there is your gate, love. And it'll just be, and she'll just go, oh gosh, dear. and then she'll just try and open it, and the whole thing will just collapse over. The wall will cave over to the side, <laughs> crush to death. Okay. Everything will be destroyed, but the only thing standing will be this wrought iron structure, 20 foot high, black and gold leafed, with inscribed, Your Bloody Gate, written across the top of it. (laughs) I like that idea. I'm going to paint it on the back. I'm going to paint it on the back. In fact... Our website's never updated, you know, we just don't have the time to do much, but I, I will see if I can get pictures out that you might be able Can you send Twitter pictures? Uh-huh. I don't know. I'll send yep. some pictures to Fraser, guys, and you can see how the gate progresses. Gate, gate watch. Gate watch. Yeah. No, you have to send me the details on updating the website. I'll have a crack at that. Uh, anything else? Yeah, no, that's, that's yeah. Oh, well, you know what? I did what I love to do. I went to the States last week. So I went down to Scottsdale uh, in Arizona. That's Phoenix. It's always nice to go down there on someone else's dime. So we were down there for the week. Bit of business, but we also had some free time. Uh, It's a nice part of the world, that. Very hot desert. But it was good. Scottsdale was very well to do. It was nice. Good food. Beauty weather. Nice scenery. Got to shoot some guns. That was good. Yeah, I saw I, pictures of you in the guns. How did that go? Did it give you... Yeah, it was good. I enjoyed that a lot. I like shooting guns. It's made me think that guns are pretty good, actually. See, that, that's the so, whole problem in America, isn't it, really, in a nutshell? You know, yeah, they're fun. A little taster of that, that gun. That's it. Yeah, the problem is they're fun. Like, I really enjoyed it. So, But it was interesting. Like, going, in, going into the gun place, shooting guns, going into the range and shooting guns was fun. And, you know, he gave the guns back, walked out, no worries. But as we were walking into the gun place, there was another guy walking in. And we said to him, hey, man, how are you? And he said, oh, I'm not good. And we're like, oh, really? He goes, yeah, someone broke in last night. They took my 45, they took my Glock, they took my bulletproof vest. So you're like, oh, great. There's another couple of guns and guns on the street. So, um, And we got talking to another woman. She said she goes out on... <clears throat> on the weekend, she always carries a gun in the back of her back of her pants, you know, for protection. So there's a lot of guns out there on the street. Can I, can the I just bar- pick up on the guy and, and the irony of him having all these guns to protect himself? You think in the inevitable life situation that someone comes and burgles you, and they actually steal the guns that he had to protect him. I mean, that's just... just <laughs> yeah, but well, it's, it, it's, it's, different. it's just a strange culture, like, you know... I just found it odd to talk to this woman who said that she goes out, when she goes out to clubs with her friends, she always carries a gun. And she said, you know, I need to carry a gun to protect myself. But it just seems, I just find that a bit strange that everyone carries a gun. I mean, she must have a special license to do that anyway. Anyway, let's move on. So, anyway, that was good. I do like America. Good food. It was nice out there. Typical ranch on the train, on the plane coming back. I stuck next to some guy. He was massive, this guy who was sitting next to me. And I don't mean he was big and fat. He was just broad-shouldered, a huge Adonis of a guy. He was just, like, massive. Oh, a silverback. Uh, what does that mean? That's, that's a, a big gorilla. Yeah, I don't know. He was huge, man. 
He was like proper alpha male. If it came down to it, I didn't stand a chance. He'd just kill me and would have taken my food. There's no chance I was going to survive. <laughs> but what made me laugh was that, you know, in the, the sort of the nerdy way, I was looking there. He opened up his laptop and he did one of those things. He opened up his laptop and it was just festooned with, uh, you know, um, icons of Excel spreadsheets, PowerPoints, websites that he saved. It was just this mess on his desktop. And I was like, well, you don't keep your desktop very tidy, do you? As I pushed my glasses back up onto my nose and felt far superior to him before he just clubbed me over the head and took my bread roll. Fuck yeah. Uh, Yeah, I had some old geezer next to me holding hands with his wife across the aisle, which was very sweet. Some... A uh, woman behind me kicking the seat. Uh, it's a nightmare coming back. There you go. That's flight for you. How many times have we covered that? It never the gets any better. The, the, the days when you used to like it used to be exclusive, and you could basically get away from the peasants by, you know, paying more money. I, I, I still go back to the thing that I, I want to earn more money. I want to win the lottery so I can go up the golden stairs and just get away from the smelly straw-chewing, dungaree-wearing, bringing your chickens on board and your smelly children. Can't lie environment. I just want to go up there and just go, ah, and they go, hello, sir. Here's a glass of champagne. We'll be giving blowjobs later. But if you'd just like to take your seat, that'd be lovely. All of the films are the films that you've never seen and they're all brilliant. Oh, thank you. Let me take your luggage for it. Thank you very much. Here's a lovely big wide seat. You'll be glad to know there'll be no one big, fat, and smelly sitting next to you. And if you want anything, just raise your hand. Thank you very much. And then you're there. And all you don't no need to worry about big, fat, smelly people. It's only you, sir. You can just sit here and be the only big, fat, smelly person on your own. <laughs> <laughs> I've been to the gym, actually. I have you know that I, I went to the gym. And, I mean, you know, we were talking about vest wearers last time. I just have to say that hasn't changed. There are still massive amounts of vest wearing men. Sort of, and, and I find this very strange, and, and it's a little bit like with, um, with 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 certain things that I don't actually get, and I don't know if that's an infringement on my masculinity, but I don't get men with other men working out together. I, I just find that that's a very alien concept for me, being a man. I would I go there and I do my bit, and I do it in my own sort of like privacy. But when you've got kind of like three blokes, and they're all kind of like working out and looking at each other, I'm thinking, is that is that, is that normal? Do men do that? And I just see that all the time. You don't go to the gym with your mates. You just go there to basically try and look, you know, try and be healthy. Occasionally, if you're lucky, you can glance at the woman who's kind of had a, 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 a leotard, whatever the bloody hell she's wearing, sprayed on, and you can just sort of have a little glimpse there and then just carry on doing bits and pieces. But I don't go there to go and sort of compare biceps with other men. I, I, I always thought of Schwarzenegger, that was a bit strange, when he's sort of doing his pumping iron thing. They're all kind of like there looking at each other's bodies I, I yeah if anybody else thinks yeah. that's that's that, that if you think that is normal listeners to go there if anybody friends. else can tell us why health and fitness is so alien to Jeremy please write it <laughs> <laughs> okay yeah so anyway <laughs> the only other thing that we had like my the flight it's funny I, I flew out on Air Canada I flew back on an American airline flying out on Air Canada no worries no problems whatsoever Flying back on the American one, people kicking my seats. I was not happy. But anyway, the thing about flying on the one flying there, Air Canada, was the first thing happened to me, which has never happened before. They landed the plane and people clapped. Is this American Airlines? 
No, that was Air Canada. <clears throat> I hadn't encountered that one before. People clapping. We landed, and then suddenly these people were clapping behind us. <laughs> My guy was with. We were just looking around, going, "What the fuck?" Oh dear! What are those bugs? It was what very strange. Yeah, not not really. Didn't get that one at all. Well, I, like I want, don't want to get. Do you get clapped when you do anything at your job? No, I just get no. a clap. <laughs> okay. Uh, so I did the shout outs. Um, I'll just give a quick shout out to the Game Punchers podcast. Uh, I was on that the other night. It's great. Check it out. I think actually I was hoping to get invited back on that one, but right in the middle of doing it, I asked if I could go to the toilet. So I'm not sure whether I might have blotted my copybook. I thought they'd edit it out, but I went and listened to it, and they didn't edit it out. It was just me going, I can go to the toilet! Oh, my goodness. So, <laughs> <laughs> you're supposed to so be our, our sure kind of representative from Transatlantic Rants when you're doing this stuff. I don't know why you do it. I mean, it's basically you're whoring yourself out to other people. You know, um, but... Don't get offended. I'm not going to get offended. I still love you. I love you. The real steak, the real, the real, you know, fillet steak is here. I don't know why you have to keep going away. I don't know why you have to keep going off. (laughs) I like talking about games. Uh, And I just want to say to this out there that if you are kind of getting the impression, this phrase is kind of making me into kind of big blob. World of Warcraft kind of like player. I'm actually that's just not that's just so far from the truth, right? I just don't like going to the gym and and other men kind of having to work out together. I just find that a bit weird, you know. That's kind of like that. Well, the thing is, thing is, I've known you for a long time, right? And the thing is, all guys will know this, right? If you have your best mate, right, that you've known for since time, you grew up together. As soon as you have one of your best friends, as soon as he loses one hair on his head, he's a balding bastard. As soon as there's any the slightest hint of them not having a six-pack and maybe having a little bit of a beer belly, they're a fat bastard. That's what happens with mates. I d- right? And that's perfectly fine, but we are in the, um, in the environment of, of radio, really, aren't we? Let's be honest. And, and people just throw saying, oh, God, he's just there sweating, smelly, talking about fat people on planes. And look at him playing World of I'll give you. I'll tell you what. I'll give you. A fr- I'll give you a free hit. How's that? Why don't you tell people about my hair, mate? Th- th- what you carefully have done is your camera <laughs> only goes to half your forehead. So the rest. Oh, there, there we. There. There we are. I, I just. Well, if you can imagine an egg, everybody, with a little couple of sprouts of of, of black hair, then 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 you've got Fraser's forehead. What was the nickname you had for me? Jap hair. <laughs> <laughs> Fraser used to have very, Japanese hair always seems to be you know, very black and very sort of thick thatched and, 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 and Fraser kind of has that around an egg that's the best way and he's also got an England top on I just want to touch upon England's performance against Republic Island it was shocking let's not have three lions on a top let's just have three little kitties three little mewling three little overpaid little kittens just sitting there with little diamond-encrusted earrings and a little diamond-encrusted little collar around it and how you haven't managed to beat Republican Ireland. And this is a quite an interesting stat. 28 years, 28 years, you have not managed to beat the Republic of Ireland. So, I mean, yeah, at home, at Wembley, of all places. So I just want to say that all of you overpaid, underachieving, pointless entities... Um, you're crap. And I also just quickly, very quickly, Suarez, mate, Liverpool stuck by you. We, we touched upon your, 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 your biting and your kind of racist, nasty little, like, awful self. 
And now you basically turn around to the hand that feeds you a fair amount of money and go, I don't want to be here no more. I want to go up and play someone else. I don't want to be here. You turn Italian wherever you're from. <laughs> Italian footballer Luis Suarez. Whatever he is. What is he? You, you Get me a pizza into Anfield now. And you basically just bit in the hand of feature. I just wish that there was a little rowing boat that you could get into. And we could push you out into the middle of the Atlantic. And you just have one little bottle of water. And we say, if you can get yourself back to any little mainland here, then you can carry on playing football. But if you don't, then you're a good bit of pigeon fodder. Pointless. Okay. Okay. Sorry, yes. Minor rant. Yeah, no, that's fine. David Beckham retired. Did we rant about that one before? Nah, it's always funny when he... Well, yeah, it's good. He keep, it's always funny when he retires. Well, he's kind of sort of retired when he went to America, didn't he, really? That was retiring. Okay. That's a good point. That's a good point. I mean, it wasn't like yeah. you were going to be on the international stage by playing for Dallas. What was he playing? Where was he? Los Angeles. Los Angeles. Uh, well. LA Galaxy. Yeah. Okay, well, let's crack on then. Um, oh, I will just say, we went to a comedy club the other day in Toronto. Not that great. Uh, spoiled for comedy in England, I think. Comedy clubs, I think they get to pull from a better pool in England, if you know what I mean, more concentrated. Well, there's an article saying that if you want to come to the, the comedy capital, it is, it is the UK. That's why we have such an influx of sort of top high-ranked comedians. That doesn't really sort of ever, ever justify why one of the most unfunniest comedians, which is Michael... Who's that McDougal? What's his name? Michael... I was going to say Michael... I don't know. I have no idea. He's the top comedian. He's 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 well known all over the place, and he is without doubt one of the most unfunny comedians in the world. Carry on, and I'll he's the top it. top comedian. <laughs> he's well known all over the place, except by us. <laughs> <laughs> no, but he is. He's, he does all these big kind of like big thingies. I can't even remember what his name is. Anyway, got him. Oh, not the uh, black guy. No, not him. No, no. Oh. Michael McIntyre. It is Michael McIntyre. I kept thinking that Michael McIntyre was somebody that basically did all those kind of shows where they go around and find drug dealers and gangsters. But it is Michael McIntyre. And if your your level of comedy reaches sort of like <laughs> pinnacles of him playing spot the obvious, you go, he's just spotting the obvious. He's just, oh, he's just telling me about how I ever draw him all my man stuff. <laughs> I don't understand. And he's, he's like sold out all over the place. And he's just one unfunny, irritating. He's the kind of guy that, even you, if you're one of those people that didn't ever take part in wedgies at school, and for those who don't know, internationally, a wedge is basically you get someone, and if you're in, in, in UK, you call them pants. If you're in America, you call them your boxer shorts or whatever. And you, you, you round them up, pull them up, and you give someone a wedgie. And... Um, I never saw part taking that, but I, I think I received some wedgies and I probably deserved them. Maybe I even enjoyed them. Who knows? Um, but he's someone that I would happily have watched get a wedgie and not felt that kind of, should I do something? Should I say something? Whatever. No, I'll get a wedgie. I, I, I'd have happily seen him just hanging from a thong on a tree. Okay, good. Right, let's crack on. <laughs> First topic. Are we doing the, uh, let's go with tattoos then. Tattoos. Skip the hot topic for the moment. Tattoos you had down. What was the thing beefing you about tattoos? I just, didn't you say something changed? Well, in the old days, you know, when, when, when you had the, the era of Captain Cook, and he went off and he'd, he, he was an amazing, uh, amazing man, amazing navigator. And he's also fantastic with his charts. And if you look at Australia and how he sort of... Good charts. 
the charts. But and then you sort of had this sort of era where men went around to Haiti, Haiti and stuff like that, and these places, and, and they would have these Haiti, Haiti, <laughs> Haiti, go home. <laughs> They'd go there, and they would have these little ink sort of things tattooed into their skin, and. <clears throat> You know, they'd have a couple, and that was all fair enough. And then you had, obviously, sailors, and they'd have their anchors on them. And even Popeye, bless him, he, he had a tattoo on him. Um, and you can even imagine that probably Olive Oil, she probably had some tattoos in intimate places. And everybody knows a woman that looks like Olive Oil. You ever notice that? Anyway, so it then became this kind of like thing where you kind of get these kind of like meatheads with their worms in their arms, kind of steroid abusing, like, and then they'd have these strange Celtic kind of like symbols that just basically said, I am an utter <clears throat> written all around them. Um, and then you get like to, to the stage of where you get Beckham, where you have the now the sleeves thing, where you're just completely tattooed uh, underneath, your, underneath your shirt and stuff. And I have to say that I just fucking hate all of them. I fucking ha- I hate, I, I kind of sometimes hate myself, but I really don't hate myself that much to basically cover myself in tattoos with the knowledge that by the time that I'm 50, I'm going to look like a piece of Stilton. I'm going to have these faded, murky, bloomish kind of like ridiculous things. I love Tracy. And, and, this, and you know, you, you're writing stuff on yourself like you're some four-year-old child that has your bum stuck up your ass. I mean, what, I don't mind occasionally like the tattoos, but please, you're just getting your whole body done, getting a big fucking stupid Celtic tattoo or those bar things or I, I just hate them and I do you know I, I, this is really it probably sounds really sexist I hate them on women I hate women to be honest and I don't hate the women but I just feel it's a bit, bit <laughs> I hate women to be honest <laughs> maybe that's a Freudian slip maybe I do but no I, I don't I mean, they're, they're lovely aren't they look they've all got these fun bag things they've got all the sorts of stuff going on there um, you could never hate women I, I just hate the fact that they've sort of resign themselves to the fact that if they wanted to be following the fashion, they had that strange little stamp on their backs. They call it the tramp stamp, just where their, their jeans are. I'm sorry, guys out there, if your missus got one of those. I know there was a, a moment of madness where they thought they looked nice. Now they're just sort of there, and they're already faded. They're already looking like a little bit bluey. My, my wife's got a tattoo. She's got like a butterfly thing. On her, on, her, on her tummy and I look at it and I kept thinking when, she, when, when our baby's being born that thing's just going to stretch into this large toad it's just going to go from a, a nice pretty little dainty little butterfly to, you know a big bullfrog or something turkey vulture a turkey vulture well it <laughs> <laughs> an orangutan it could have turned into, into anything I just think it's got to the point where people are forgetting that you're going to be carrying that thing for a long time and and the the occasional tattoo is is, is fine, but, but what, this whole thing, and then you get these tattoos. Well, <clears throat> I think the point is, for well, I think it is anyway, is tattoos that going too much to a fashion accessory, you know, a fly by night fashion accessory. I was, oh, I'll just get a tattoo that'll be fashionable, that'll be pretty cool, you know. And then it's like, oh, that uh, one didn't work out very well. I'll tell you what, I'll get another one. Uh, not sure about that. Yeah, maybe I should just pop another one there on the shoulder blade or something like that. Moth, the other one, which looks a bit pants now. Yeah, I don't. You know, I don't know. I think if you if you could seriously say you're getting it, well, you know, maybe a you know a tattoo that has some meaning, some thought behind it. I know exactly what you mean with the sort of women and along the back of the lower part of the back, yeah. where they have the. Uh, 
I don't know what you put there anyway. Well, I, I hate to say it. I hate to say this. And I'm sorry, because I've got some friends whose missuses have got that tattoo. I'm just probably going to come and bite me in the arse. But <laughs> I know we're going to get in serious crap for this but one. But I just merely see that. And I, my, 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 I kind of just go, oh, really? Why did you do that? Why did you just have that little bit? Why did you have to do that? It's literally like having this lovely little bit of marble. You know, like this wonderful sort of Michelangelo's marble cut kind of like thing. Looks lovely on on, on 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 the women's human body, and then just sticking a big fucking big inky stamp on there, you know, like a kid's just come along on your lovely painted wall and just splodged a big handprint everywhere all over the stuff and gone, oh that's improved it. And then when you get like Leopard Man, or you get these people who've got every part of their body sort of tattooed, and I just think you really fucking hate yourself, don't you? You must really, 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 really hate yourself to have that your whole face covered. Or you just basically weren't breastfed enough and you need some attention. It's just, it's, I just don't get it. I don't get this sort of self-maiming. You know, the body was designed to be a certain thing and you can have your little, like, you know, the birth date of your child or whatever. Or you can be Wayne Rooney and have your name written on there so you can remember what it is or left or right stamps on your feet. But, you know, I, I just think overall, it's just not a good look. And I, and I see it more and more and I, I keep thinking, for Beckham... You're going to have expensive surgery and you'll have all that stuff from me because you'll realise that you look like a fucking twat. You look like a twat now. I mean, that big thing that you had stuck on the back of your neck like some sort of Nazi insignia, I don't know what that is. And obviously you've got your child's birth dates written all over you because you'll probably forget those. But all the cuffs, having your whole arms cuffed. What are you, a hell's angel? What are you, mate? What are you, what are you, what are you trying to do with this, your little scrawny body? You'll, you'll go and pay and you'll have all these tattoos removed, but there, there'll be the poor other sods who'll probably follow you into the gates of hell with the same sort of like thing, and they won't be able to do that. They won't have the money, so they'll just look like bits of Stilton. And I'll have to sit on beaches looking over and think, God, he's common. And, and that, that'll be it. My middle England, no, just, let's just get it out there. Should we get it out there? I think they're common. <gasps> I do. I just think they are. <laughs> I think you're literally stamping yourself to say, I'm a bit pissed. I'm sorry. I've just said it. Uh, everyone's going to hate me now. They're all the women I know that have got them. Oh. Can we edit this bit out? No, don't edit. Yes. Yeah, I'm sorry it does. I hate to say it. You just look common. It's there. It's my snobbiness. <laughs> <laughs> it's ingrained in a snobbiness. It's ingrained in it. You can't help it. You know, it starts with your mother saying, oh, oh, don't, don't do that. Don't do that. Nice children don't do that. You know, tight shoes. And you get all these kind of like ingrained things you have to you know. I don't have other kids when we have to sit at the table and wait to like be asked to get up, and I have to do all that. You know, it was enforcing us to be polite. So I blame the parents. <laughs> this is okay right now. It's moving from tattoos to therapy. Well, I, I just isn't it? Don't you see a tattoo and you just think you're just a bit common? Don't you? Is that just me? I'm not sure actually on the tattoos how many I really see that I think yeah, that's a cool tattoo. I don't really think there's that many. So no, I mean I just. Sorry, no. Do I think it's common? I'm not going to go down the common route. I'm in Canada, man. We don't have common and not common and all that sort well, of stuff. Well, we have it here. I just think. Right. I know. I know. You're stuck with the class system. I've moved away from the class system now. Now I just now there's just redneck and other people. <laughs> <So>. <laughs> we have rednecks. That's fine. <laughs> yeah. Well, then rednecks would have tattoos in your environment. Yeah, but I think everybody does. I mean, it's just, you know, I work with a guy. He's got, te- you know... Two out of the two of the guys. There's only four of us where I work. Two of the guys have tattoos. See, that's why you're not buying into this. You see, you're, you're, see, I want the listeners to know that I put I put 
life and limb out there for my rent. This is going to come back and bite me. At some point, fame's going to come knocking on my door, and they're going to say, your wife sings really well. Can she come and join this band? And I'll go, oh, okay. And then I'll be like, by proxy, I'll have some sort of like fame through, through her. And um, no, but, but anyway, you know, and I hear what you're about to say, but no, I, you know, I don't think they look good. I tell those guys, I don't think that, you know, that their tattoos look any good. I don't often, I really don't very often see a tattoo where I think that's a cool tattoo. Well, it's just I, like, oh it's dear, the what? nail on the head, mate. As soon as you sort of like sit, you go, all oh, right. And it's like, you know, like, like we mentioned earlier, going to the gym or doing whatever. As soon as someone says, oh, look, look at this tattoo I've had done. You look at it and you think, right. There's no impact. There's no such and such. You know, I, I think the only cool possibly tattoo that you might have is if, I suppose, if you were a triad and you have that kind of dragon, dragon, dragon sort of like tattoos and stuff that they have. And that's kind of because it's kind of ingrained in their, in their environment that, you have this, and they don't even like showing those tattoos, but that tattoo is to associate them with it. It's a certain coolness, isn't it? You just imagine tribes running around machetes and things like that. But I, uh, none of the others do. I look at these, these sort of strange things. I look at Robbie Williams, and I think, mate, that's, you were going for your self-loathing phase when you had all those sort of like tattoos, didn't you? That strange one you got around your neck, and that big kind of lion you got on your arm. You're compensating for something, mate? Is that what you got, that big lion on your arm? What's down in your pants? Not much, eh? A little walnut whip and a couple of, you know, a couple of little, like, walnuts. That's that's all that's going on there. Yeah. <laughs> I just say... I- yeah, well, I don't get it. I, you know, well, I'm not saying I don't have any tattoos. You know, I think if I'd ever considered... I did consider getting one a while back. But it would have been, like, I was considering getting a, a maple leaf, half maple leaf, half St. George's Cross or whatever, just to sort of show that, you know, I had sort of Canadian and English roots. It's a bit of meaning in it, but even then I couldn't bring myself to do it. I was like, nah, it's going to happen. So, no. If you were to get a tattoo, what would it be of? Okay, I'll give you, you have to, now this has happened, right? Backlash from this podcast. You get hold up in front of a jury who today that your terrible comments now, you have to have a tattoo spread across the whole of your back. But it can be anything you want. What is it? All BMW drives the <laughs> You'll have to edit that. What's it going to be? It would, it would probably be that. I would have a big BMW sign and a big red line going through it. And I just hate all, right. all of you. I, you know, I had another instance of another BMW driver. I just got just quickly driving home on Friday. And I was in the fast lane and there's a long procession of us. I'm not going anywhere because I'm literally probably about, ten, say, 10 metres away from the... Safe 10 metres. Safe 10 metres away from the car in front. And a BMW driver was doing that classic thing where he obviously wants to, to bum me. Um, so he's basically about two feet away from me. Um, this is rush hour traffic. So there's obviously loads of cars on in each lane. And he undertook me and then just sat in front of me. He did that manoeuvre and that just... Literally, I just wanted to get out of the god gun. I wanted to go, excuse me. Stop. You know, you know in the Matrix where everything just stops. It just goes, stop. And he's there, and he's got his little, like, you know, his little, like, key ring thing with I'm a wanker written on it. And I just open up his door, and I get the god gun, and I shoot him in the head, and I just push his car over to the side, and then I go, and reload. And then, and then the cars carry on running again, and he's kind of like there, and the police go, we keep finding these dead BMW drivers on the side of the road. I don't know what's going on there, but we'll just use his, <laughs> his, his, his pointless little underdeveloped cock 
for um, for scientific experiments and his poor little malnourished little bulls that are very full because they're never really used apart from masturbating because he's single. Um, and we use that for scientific experiments. And, and, and I'm providing a service there. I just, I, honestly, it would happen. So, yeah, I, I would have that. Yeah, you don't like those BMW drivers, do you? They're all the same. The stereotype isn't a stereotype. It's actually the truth. The truth. Yeah. What about you? What would you Okay. Have? If I was to get a tattoo, well, if I had to have a full back tattoo... Yeah, I don't know. I like big butts and I cannot lie. <laughs> I don't know whether I'd definitely get wording. I think, uh, yeah, I don't know. It'd have to be a picture of something. Oh, come on. I don't know, a giant ostrich. Yeah. <laughs> With no wording. Being, being ridden by a fox. No wording. Uh, an ostrich being ridden by a fox, but the ostrich has a, uh, the fox has a monocle and a top hat. I like that. And the ostrich, uh, is wearing his shooter on his side. I got nothing, man. I hadn't prepared for that question. Well, you brought it up. Okay, so that's my... Monocle wearing fox. I like it. Riding an emu. Tattoos. It just always Tattoos. comes back to BMW drivers. Yeah. Run for your lives. Everyone run for cover. You're all in danger. The sky is falling. The sky is falling. The sky is falling. Are you crazy? Uh, okay, well, let's go on to Conspiracy Coin Jar. Conspiracy Coin Jar, I was hoping, could be a point where we could pick up on something to talk about each week. Anyway, I'm gonna, I got a quiz for Jeremy. Can I do a quiz for Jeremy this week? Can you stop jumping around? Jar. I'll, I'll listen to I'm not jumping said, around. Said, hold on a minute. We just hear Jeremy talking all the time like he normally does do. Um, Fraser was going to bring up a topic, and he's going to talk about it, and you're going to talk about conspiracy theory. Yeah, I am. Go on, then. This is your rant. I'm going right. to shut up. Here we go. It's the conspiracy coin jar section. <laughs> if you'd let me finish. And then rather than pick a conspiracy, this will come naturally anyway. I've got top ten conspiracy theories. You love the quizzes. Go on, give us a smile. <laughs> go on, smile. Here we go. Conspiracy. Top ten... <laughs> top ten... He's foaming at the mouth. Top ten conspiracies. Cons- top ten... Top 10 conspiracy theories. Okay? And this will give us some meat on the bone for later. <laughs> okay. Top 10 conspiracy theories. I'll give you a pop here. I'll give you a crack. I, I to name it. Yeah, yeah. Got him. Oh, you see, he's up for the I'm quiz. Up for he's up for it. Gone, then. Okay, come on then. Ra- top 10. Name them. The aliens landed Ros- there. Roswell, yeah. correct. Okay, that was number three on my list, which is interesting. I'm reading a book on Roswell right now, and I'm starting to... Uh, do, do aliens exist? What do you reckon? Quick yes Absolutely. or no? Absolutely. Yes. Nice. Okay. I'll come back. We'll come back. We'll see. We can work our way. This is going to give us stuff. Say, I mean, it's 10 the episodes. arrogance of the human race to think that we are the only life force out there I think you know you, and, and we're classifying aliens here as probably bacteria or whatever or such which we've already found we've already found on Mars that there was an ability to have life on there I think that governments can we just touch on this very quickly because you just you just you yep. shouldn't bring in these big topics I thought I'd, they're great 
But that's I'm all right. Sorry, listen, can... all I do is talk. You know, I sort of come on. To we'll chop some of the other topics. I sort of feel that Fraser we... sort of sits there, and I'm just kind of like just going. This is my therapy. Yeah, I know, but this is a good one, right? You love conspiracy theories. Everybody loves a good conspiracy theory. Anyway, if this drags on, we'll chop some of the other okay. stuff. Well, I, I, I do believe that there are, yes. Do you? Uh, I'm leaning towards believing. Yeah, the Roswell book I'm reading at the moment is very interesting. This guy's... Well, they had all these hearings in America recently where the ex-Secretary of Defense in Canada was standing up and saying, all the evidence points towards it. We need to find out the truth. Is he smoking crack? I don't know, man. Either everyone spoke crack or, or something's going on, allegedly. I don't know. So, okay, give us another one. Um, the, the royal family are lizards. Yes! <laughs> Alien reptiles rule the world. Don't believe that. Okay, so for anyone who's not familiar with that theory, the theory is that um, a lot of people high up in power are not actually humans. They're shape-shifting reptilians. Uh who um, are among us with a goal to rule the world or something like that anyway, right? David Icke, a big believer in that. Um, what do you reckon? Alien, reptilian uh, the, shapeshifters? The only thing that they are is inbred. That's the only thing. Oh, I had a, I'll tell you what. I had a quote on that. Um, uh, where I can find it quickly. It was alien shapeshifters. This was just what I found interesting. Um, alien reptiles... Um, according to Christine Fitzgerald, a, formal, a former confidant of Diana, the Princess of Wales, um, the princess once told her that the royal family was made up of reptilian aliens from a faraway galaxy. She said that. Yeah, apparently. And that soundbite. Right. Apparently. So. She was slightly strange herself, wasn't she? Let's be honest, bless her. Um, that was probably from that, but yes. She seemed to obviously give birth to a child that looked very much like her, obviously... And the other one that looks very much like James Hewitt, allegedly. Um, yeah. Okay. Yeah. So shapeshifters. Okay. Um, the the moon landing never happened. Moon landing. Yeah, that was the f- um, moon landing. Yeah. We don't need to go on about that. That's just Do such we? rubbish. I'm sorry, but it. Yeah, I don't believe that one. I'm pretty sure the moon landing happened. I I, I have to say, somebody, if you've ever sort of heard um, any of like. Buzz Aldrin and um, Armstrong talk, talking about um, the landings and stuff, and, and, and just the fact that, that Armstrong is such a genuine, decent bloke. I just believe on that fact. I think it's rubbish. Yeah. Anyway. Okay. I'm, gosh, I'm burning out. Um, you can't burn out. There's two massive ones you haven't even touched on yet. Oh, really? Oh, there was yeah. a, an alien autopsy, wasn't there? Apparently conducted. No, that comes under Roswell. No, not it, I'm not allowed that, that one. Uh, right. No. But, uh, okay, I'll run them down for you rather than you. Uh, I've, I've got. Uh, hold on, I haven't finished yet. Oh. I think there's an <laughs> alien civilization in Beyonce's butt, and that they right. they, they originally were were in um, Jennifer Lopez's butt, but they've moved over, and that you know, like in the in in, in the film where there's little like characters, you're going to bring out the wolf whistle, aren't you? The wolf wailing no. thing, aren't you? You can hear me clicking, can't you? Yeah. I can't remember, mate. Uh, no, I checked it out. Okay, you burnt out. All right, subliminal advertising. That was one of them. I didn't really think that was a very good one, but it was there on the list um, that people are putting in subliminal adverts. You know, like uh, buy hot dogs and all that sort of stuff. Apparently, there was a somewhere in Canada did a test. They didn't find it. It worked at all. So 
So, uh, yeah, that one, electronic banking, and that will be steered towards a cashless society. And then the theory is that one day those who rule behind the scenes will wipe out everyone's money in one fell electronic swoop and descend us into chaos and uh, um, pretty much the end of civilization. Uh, which, uh, you know, if they could wipe out that, wipe out my debt, that would be good. Um, chemtrails. You familiar with chemtrails, the theory on chemtrails? No. Uh, this is this is an interesting one I like. Uh, you know when you look up into the sky and you see an airliner flying across the sky and it's leaving behind the vapor trail? The theory is that those are not vapor trails left by the wings of the aircraft. They're actually chemicals sprayed out of the aircraft in order to uh, keep the population under control. That's a big movement on that one. Oh, that's such a load of rubbish. Yeah, that was a big one, though. If you go look up chemtrail, C-H-E-M, okay, so trails. What about when, when you had, like, um, Scott of the Antarctic? Was he up there sort of thinking, oh, the reason why we're going to fail in this mission is because there's some plane going over my head, you know, whatever. I mean, there's certain areas where planes just don't go over. It's such a sack of Please. Sorry, I don't understand what you're saying there. I'm saying that in remote areas where planes don't fly, are they all suddenly, like, completely, they brainwash drones then, believing whatever? Well, I'm not sure exactly. You, but what, what exactly is well, special to be chemicals go everywhere? You know? I don't know what these special chemicals. The conspiracy theory, man. Yeah, You're allowed to debunk well, it. I, debunk away. Yeah, good. It's rubbish. Okay. Uh, what else was there? Alien reptiles. You had the Bermuda Triangle. Oh, of course. Well, they actually said that it was actually climate around there that was actually the, the major cause of planes going down. There. It just happened to be in an area where lightning strikes and all sorts of stuff goes on there. It's a bit of a hotbed. I mean, you know, it's like saying that Florida, for some reason, is in some strange area, but you're just getting a lot of devastation. Um, a bit, if we have any yeah. American listeners, there's obviously a big shout out there. The terrible devastation of the, the um, hurricanes there. Incredible. Um, a guy said, uh, it was on the radio, and he was saying that if you can imagine a, a two-mile blade just spinning around, taking out everything. That is what this thing did. It just literally was spinning around, just taking out everything. It's they're incredible. Um, yeah. If we, gosh, if we could harness power like that, can you imagine? If we could direct that power into somewhere, if we could have a big, I don't know, you know, what, what do they call it in, in, in physics where you've got the, the, the magnets and that spinning around, if you could just stick yeah. one over the top well, of that. What you would need is you need to have this huge funnel of whirlwind and this massive... You know, immense power of the tornado and the whirlwind, and it's this massive cone funneling all the way down, all the way down to the ground, spinning and con- and concentrating that power all the way down, all the way down onto your desk, into a little machine, into a tattoo removal machine. How's <laughs> <laughs> about that? Then? I like that. I like that a lot. I like it a lot. Okay, yeah, the Bermuda Triangle. Uh, there was one point here where the U.S. Coast Guard said, yeah, well, one of the reasons a lot of boats and things go missing and have accidents, the Bermuda Triangle, is that it's one of the highest tra- highest uh, traffic areas. More boats equals more accidents. Nothing to see here, folks. Move along. So there is that. Oh, well, there's another conspiracy theory, wasn't there? That, um, I think it was uh, Edward... Whoever was the, the king, that, uh, was it Edwards, that abdicated because of Wallace Simpson, that he was in collusion with the Nazis to actually turn us into a Nazi state and take the throne back. Um, 
that's that's quite a big one. In fact, there's a lot of evidence to point to that that we were very close to this. Nazi Germany has succeeded in, in becoming a Nazi state under the rule of him. So you could say that the royal family pretty much sold us out. Um, the, you could argue, and he that, was, a re- and he was a reptile. Well, this is the thing. You could argue that when we we entered the First World War, which was to defend um, when France Ferdinand was shot, that the royal family have caused all of the evil in the world. Because if we hadn't gone to save. Ferdinand, we wouldn't be fighting Germany. We wouldn't have put such enormous reparations on Germany that we created the hotbed for World War Two, and set the kind of like the ground lines for that. Um, so really, if you look back to it, if we didn't have a royal family, we would have been a lot better. But yeah, I saw a very good documentary though a while back, where I, and I can't remember. I'm going to have to dig it out again. But where they sort of really pointed towards the underlying. Um, driving force behind World War One, whatever people may say, was still oil. When you had the advent of the, um, um, you know, the gas uh, coming out of the coal era um, and looking for new fuel, and oil was it, and it was a race to get to the oil. So, But anyway, I'd have to look that one up, and we'll come back to that. Uh, Bermuda Triangle, yeah, moon landing you had, Roswell. Uh, AIDS was manufactured. I just thought it was because someone was fucked a monkey. <laughs> that was right, okay. Right, the thing is, AIDS came out when we were all schoolboys, right? So, <laughs> well, the problem is, <laughs> right, let me tell you, the problem with being schoolboys is you have this terrible, terrible disease which surfaced and was wiping out, you know, and devastating lives. And it didn't matter. It had no bearing on the fact that the boys in the schoolyard were going, yeah, you must have fucked a monkey. But it did actually originate in, 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 um, in monkeys, this disease. Now, I have some, and, and a lot of cultures eat monkeys. Um, that, that's been known, but and it's passed through the blood. Um, so that, that could have been feasible. Someone ate a monkey. But it always is a lot better that someone fucks a monkey. There was always a rumour yeah. at our school that, that, that um, at certain guy had actually fucked a dead cat. Right, let's not go there, all right? Your mouth is just terrible. Well, it's ch- that's, that's, that's what it was in, all right? You can edit that out. <laughs> you won't. Right, going into beastly hours. Yeah, the AIDS theory was uh, that AIDS was a biological weapon that was created for the Pentagon. Biological weapon. Right, well. So, there you go. Um... In the second version, conspiracy theorists claim that AIDS was accidentally created by a scientist who was fucking a monkey. Could he have created it while he was fucking a monkey? I'm just going to get this petri dish. And go, <laughs> <laughs> just hold on a minute. Oh, 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 no, I spilled the... Oh, gosh, what's that created? <laughs> no. Right. Sorry, I, I just want to repeat that, that, that most of this stuff, you know, you laugh about it. And AIDS is obviously a very... Gosh, this sounds so insincere, doesn't it? Well, it's another thing about how we easily resort to being children in the schoolyard. Anyway, uh, yeah, you missed out uh, the last two. Are the biggest ones, you missed them out. September 11th. Do you know I missed that out because that is such a crock of shit. It's so oh. stupid to suggest that, uh, that, that, that George Bush and his family, or, or whatever it is, that, that somehow this was all engineered over again over oil is just you know you're giving people too much credit it's like when you give terrorists too much credit 
you give them far too much credit, in my my opinion, and you're giving to people too much credit. So I don't even like. I just, uh, you don't entertain that as it being an inside job. Absolutely not. Oh, interesting. I would have put you down maybe as one of those people who would be a little bit uh, suspicious of that one. I certainly am. There's a few little things there that don't make so much sense to me. The stuff around the Pentagon where you don't see the footage of that getting hit. Now, that did get right. hit, and it took into it took one corner off it when that got hit by a plane, and it's never mentioned. That's slightly suspicious. I don't know why. It might be because people realise that it's actually quite a safe target to have hit it. I don't know, but that didn't seem to have. Um, it was shown, the footage was shown, and then suddenly it didn't appear. But to suggest that there's been this kind of, like, um, major thing in the background going on. Yeah. Okay. And number one, Kennedy... Well, they say that the Mafia did that, and to be honest, there's a lot of truth, because the Mafia had literally pretty much funded and supported uh, Kennedy getting into power. Now, he suddenly gets into power, and his brother then decides that he's going to clamp down on all of the mob's activities. So there is that kind of like area. There is also the element that basically... Mr. Kennedy liked bonking everything that moved and it was becoming an embarrassment and that he was actually taken out internally because it was going to be released that he was bonking Marilyn Monroe, which he did, and and everybody else. Um, uh, I don't think there was... I don't think they would have offed him from No, I think it was definitely a outside kind the of box. Like I setup. think there was... Um, yeah, there's a connection to the Mafia. I mean, you don't need to go into too much... I couldn't go into too much detail about it now. There was something else to do with Cuba. I can't remember when he supported an invasion of Cuba. I well, think, the Cuban uh, Missile Crisis was, was obviously a major point, turning point that he he was in and involved in. Um, that you know, Russia wanted to put arms under was it Khrushchev, I think it was that wanted to put arms on on on, on Cuba, big missiles, and obviously just basically well, yeah, the states. <clears throat> I think this. I, sorry, I'm just going to say. I think the theories go, but you know, from what it's saying here as well, you know, there's some say that he was killed because he wanted to bring an end to the Cold War. There's some say that he was killed because he wanted to go into Cuba. Who knows? Do you know? I don't. I know. think he was killed, and this is some people don't obviously sometimes look at the most obvious answer. And it's a little bit how our beloved John Lennon died. Is that you get and a mass amount of nutters out there that see somebody that doesn't speak for them, that isn't following sort of Republican values or whatever, and somebody that probably brings hope. And Kennedy did bring, I mean, you know, if you ever listen to any of his oratory, he's, he's an amazing kind of like motivator and influencer, putting a man on the moon. He, he, he brought, I suppose, a warmth to, to politics and, and a humanity. And I think that that potentially... Um, was a threat to people that didn't like the status quo, quo being rocked. There's a lot of conspiracy around Princess Diana. The Russell Crowe. Crow. There's a lot of conspiracy around Diana actually being offed by um, MI5 or MI6 because they felt that she was going to be an embarrassment to the monarchy and the monarchy would be brought down and therefore we would become a republic and the status quo of the wealthy holding over and oppressing the masses like they currently do now where the top 5% have most of the wealth is, is, is a threat, and, and, and she was. I mean, if she'd married Dodie, fired, if she'd come out of all the secrets of how the, the lizards operate, it could have been a major sort of issue. So. Uh, so I think we have some uh, nuggets to get our teeth stuck into maybe yeah. later on. That's Conspiracy Coin Jar for you. Just uh, maybe a little section there gives uh, 
some topics to talk about. Uh, okay, so move on. You had your question and answers. I do. Your, your, your children probably won't want to be around for this this bit, but this is kind of like Jeremy adult topics and questions. Um, let's get cracking. Would you prefer, if you had to, and you had to, <laughs> would you eat a panda, a leopard, or your wife's placenta? Um, well, first of all, I don't know if we'd be able to... Fu- well, like, my wife's placenta, but her own? No, the one that, you know, when it comes out and all that bits and pieces. That, you know. For this particular baby, no. Um, I'd probably be about between the panda and the leopard. I probably would go panda. Yes, I'm so glad you said that. Aren't they the most pathetic, pointless... I'm so tired of them being supported in, in, in environmental campaigns. You know, if this thing doesn't want a mate, then it's basically evolution has detained it not, not, not to be there. So let, let's eat pandas. Yeah, I go with that. The other, I was actually more would rather go away from a leopard. There's something about cats. They're unclean. Okay. You escape. Some leopard. He's probably been scratching around in your garden. Digging up your flowers, having an old dump out the front. Well, you can imagine panda has dirty animal, dirty body, don't they? That's koalas that eat you. That's absolutely right. <laughs> bamboo, a dirty bamboo body. It's the old bamboo. Panda would taste like oh. bamboo. Bamboo. Okay, go on. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. You escape in a hot air balloon to a new life, but you're about to crash in slough. Do you chuck out your record collection, your Xbox games, your car? Or a relation, and who and why would that relation be? So would you chuck out your record collection, uh, your Xbox, and all the games you've collected, your car, or a relation? Who and why? <laughs> I probably would chuck out my... Uh, you know what? I like the car too much. I like the car better than the record collection. I'd probably check out the Xbox games, actually, because they're so easily replaceable. I don't really have a relationship. I know you want me to pick someone from a relationship, say. But I can't. I haven't got anyone that I really would want to check out. It'd have to be the games. <gasps> Over your records? Easily. Re- no, yeah, but I can't replace the records easily. Games I could replace easily. Records I All couldn't. Right. Even though I'll never use the records ever again. Okay. Fair enough. And the car ain't going. No, I, 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 yeah, well, that's, that's fair enough. I, I would probably, in my instance, I'd chuck out a relation. So would I, but I'd probably... Because <laughs> you've got to remember that you're going <laughs> through a new life, be. you know, and you've obviously got some relation. In Slough. Well, no, you don't want to crash in Slough. You know, you could be going to this promised oh, land, right. so you've got to get rid of something. And I, I'd be quite practical. I think a relation would probably just be too much of a burden, so I'd sting them out. Yeah, actually, you know what? I probably don't really know if I have a relationship. I would chuck out. You have a bit more of a, a wider family, don't you? I have a very limited. family. I've got some irritating ones that could easily just be dismissed. Mm. Yeah. Okay, you're yeah. on a train. The bloke in front sneezes on you. Do you bear it? Say something. Start a fight, or itch your bottom and wipe it on him, um, and then wipe it on his jacket again when you leave. What is wrong with you? What is wrong with you? <laughs> Actually, this question, I thought about this question more than any other question, which means I gave it about two seconds thought. <laughs> <laughs> um, that one, I would... Pr- uh, what, read out the answers again. Would you bear it? Say something. If he sneezed yeah. on me. Like he's purposely sneezed on you. Start a fight. Oh, purposely? Yeah, or just a big, fat, slobby greenies just hit you in the face. Start a fight. 
or itch your bottom, wipe it on him, and then wipe it on his jacket when you leave. Yeah, you wouldn't be able to grin and bear it. It'd have to do something. It would be in your face on that one, wouldn't it? Close to fighting. Certainly confrontational. You thought that the, the silver back would... on the plane. Say he'd sneezed you in the, on the face. You know you're saying you're on a plane and there's a big bloke next to you. Yeah, it'll be false. Would you, yeah. would, if he sneezed on you, like you were nothing, you know, <laughs> what would you do? I think just naturally you would uh, you would do something. Oh, yeah. It would you? just be a, a knee-jerk reaction, wouldn't it? Yeah, exactly. That's why I was thinking about this question the most, because it would be a knee-jerk reaction. You'd be like, what the hell, dude? I kind of like the pre-planning yeah. of, 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 of itching your bottom. There's a wonderful scene in one of Kevin Smith's films called Mall Rats, and um, he, he's... Basically, his father's laws are a complete arse, so he goes and buys some chocolate-coated um, uh, biscuits, pretzels, pretzels. It, and he gives his bum a good old scratch, puts it on the chocolate pretzels, and then watch while <laughs> his horrible future father-in-law eats them. That did make me laugh. Okay, do you prefer, if you can only have one of the following, would you like wealth, happiness, fame, notoriety, be completely blissfully ignorant in life, or have a cure for an itchy bottom. <laughs> what is wrong? I don't know. With you? I just got this thing out of this itchy bottom thing. What is this thing you have about itchy well, bottoms? You know, you, you could have an itchy bottom if you can have anything worse. I just see a lot of people pulling their pants out of their bottom or a lot and itching their bottom. So, would you prefer wealth, happiness, fame, notoriety, be blissfully ignorant throughout the whole of your life, or a cure for an itchy bottom? I don't know. Blissfully ignorant is rather tempting. That would be good, wouldn't it? You know, just be the village idiot. <laughs> Happy, who cares? Just enough money to get a pint. Village idiot. I would quite like to be a village no, idiot. I, I think that... It's funny, because I was thinking that. You could have wealth be thoroughly miserable. You could have lots of happiness. And you could be one of those really irrit- irritating people that are always happy. You know? I don't like people who are eternally happy. It would just be wearing, wouldn't it? It was yeah, sort of, of it would. for it. Fame, would you really want fame, really? You know, does it bring anything? I think blissful ignorance no. works every time for me. Yeah, I'm going to go blissful ignorance on that one. That's a, Yeah, I didn't expect to be giving you that answer. Good, I like that one. Good question. If you had to have a criminal record, would you prefer it to be for watching your octogenarian neighbour undressing, sniffing train seats, or indecently stroking a cat? Yeah, I don't know. Um, pro- oh, yeah, that's it. Yeah, if I had to have, have some one sort of social that was going to be on my record, if I was going to make the local paper and be listed as Fraser from down the road was watching his 80-year-old, I don't know, yeah. Mm. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. That's a bad one. I just pick one. It doesn't matter. Okay, I'd rather be... why. Uh, yeah, I don't know. Probably... I don't know. Is sniffing train seats a crime? There was a man that was recently, I think in the last five years, put away, but he had a fetish of waiting until people were leaving benches and sniffing them. Now, that... I don't think I could go down for that. But it is the best yeah, option out of all of them, really. <laughs> You've got to make the best out of a bad situation. Yeah. You could say that you just kept smelling some strange smell. Yeah. You know? I don't know. Indecently stroking a cat. I did accidentally once stick my finger up a cat. Accidentally. Butt. Yeah. That's what they all say. I can't remember why. Accidentally. <laughs> I don't know. I went to grab it or something, and I think my finger went up its bum. <laughs> I can't remember. It's a long time ago. 
<laughs> okay. So you, you want to go down for indecently stroking a cat? Yeah, moving okay. swiftly along. Well, that, that's the first five. And every periodically, I'll be bringing in five more questions for Fraser, just to see um, how he answers it. But um, that's been quite insightful. Thank you. All right. Well, let's wrap. Uh, thank you for those questions. They're going to shock you, aren't they? Yeah. Okay, well, let's wrap it up. We haven't got time to hit the uh, games. You want to talk about Steam, we'll come back to that another day. That's it, then. Thank you. Okay, so if anybody needs to get hold of us on Twitter, we're at TransRants. Uh, email Jeremy at TransAtlanticRants.com or Fraser at TransAtlanticRants.com. And uh, that's about it. Thank you very much for listening. I'm off to do some editing. A lot of editing. Can you edit my little film, the don't worry, I will. But I've still got it recorded. Keeping it. Okay. All right, well, thanks very much. Okay, thank you. Have yourself a good week. Cheers. Thanks for listening, and we'll catch you soon. Ta-ta. Bye.